Hi, I'm Karen, and this is The Divine Feminist, a podcast about putting the magic and the common sense of balance back at the very centre of our world, and along the way reconnecting with the perfect spark of usness that's always been waiting outside of the boxes and the shoulds of society, ready to bring us back, back to ourselves. Thank you so much for joining me. Let's get going. Hello and welcome back. So I'm going to be honest, this is not the podcast I had planned for today. As I mentioned last time around, my intention for this podcast going forward is to publish two episodes a month. The first one being me giving a divine feminist perspective on a particular issue or subject. The second being a chat with a wise, wonderful, fascinating and lovely guest that that can talk a lot more about that subject and anything else that happens to come up in conversation. I have chats booked in with guests for the next couple of months and I'm really excited about those and super excited to share them with you but this time around it didn't quite go according to plan. I had not one but two guests in mind this month but for various reasons those conversations haven't been able to happen just yet. After trying to figure out an alternative I realised that it just wasn't right for this month. Obviously this time around this episode was meant to go back to the original format and be me talking with you. And so over the past few days, I've tried really hard to come up with something wise and wonderful that I could talk about, but nothing flowed, nothing really felt right. It was all just a bit bleh. Then this morning at the 11th hour, I woke up with the absolute certainty I needed to talk about surrender. Ironic, eh? Even more so when you consider that this is the third time I've tried to record this episode now since my computer has crashed the first two. Fingers crossed it holds out for this one. But hey, maybe surrender is exactly what we should be talking about right now. Not only to give me a little reminder on this bloody frustrating week, but also because with Jupiter, Neptune, Pluto and Saturn all in retrograde and Mercury joining them pretty soon, that means that the energies of those planets and everything they represent might just seem a little bit off kilter. And although we can stress and force and get agitated with all of them, really the best thing we can do with any of those things is just surrender to that change in energy, surrender to the greater flow of life and just surrender to some sort of greater universal flow. Add into that the fact that I'm recording this the day before a new moon eclipse in Cancer, something that's already playing havoc with my mind and my emotions and might just be doing the same to you. For a little bit more insight on that, I'd really encourage you to check out Charlie Nicholas on Instagram. I'll put her details in the show notes. And also to look at your own astrological chart and see which house Cancer's in to see what this might be stirring up for you right now. With both of those things, it's important to remember that we can't control the stars. All we can really do is learn to work with and harness those energies as best we can and otherwise just surrender. So maybe it's a lesson we all need to remember right now. Hell, maybe it's a lesson we all need to remember regularly. It's definitely one that's been at the front of my mind for quite some time. My story about surrender, or the lack of it, is probably not that unique. Because I spent a lot of years doing exactly the opposite and always trying to be in control. I would overthink and overthink and overthink about how I needed things to go. 
I would try to control what I ate, how I looked, how I was going to spend my time, what other people might think about me and anything else that I possibly could just to gain some sort of footing in this crazy, crazy world. When that didn't happen, I would panic, get upset, get stressed out and feel like the world was coming to an end. I don't suppose that was helped by spending an awful lot of years being super busy. First of all, as a student who was regularly somewhere around the top of her class and all of the pressures that that brings. Then heading off to university and studying for a full-time degree, while also holding down not one, but two part-time jobs. After uni, I headed out into the corporate world, working jobs with a lot of stress and some really long hours. And at my very worst, I was working a job that was allegedly part-time, doing stupid hours for minimum of five days a week, all while running two businesses in the background, studying for a degree and writing a book. Even just saying those words makes me feel completely stressed out now. Makes me want to go away and lie down for 10 minutes. But at the time, it felt totally normal to me. And the thing is that when you're that busy, when you have that much going on, honestly, the only way not to crack in that situation is by trying to stay in control. Even if that means planning to the most microscopic degree of detail and then holding on to that plan by the skin of your fingernails. And why would I think anything else? After all, planning is what society tells us. Over and over again, we're reminded that control is good and anything else is irresponsible, flaky. A person out of control is one to be frowned upon, laughed at or given some serious help to try and bring them back to where they should be. But how much easier does life become when we surrender a little bit more? Not that long ago, it's a question that I couldn't have even dreamed of answering for you. Even though I'd been told that it was one I really needed to dedicate some serious time to. You see, about 10 years ago, I had a dream about my nana. My nana passed away when I was 18. And every now and again, she'll come to me in dreams. Very, very vivid dreams, which always impart some sort of really important information. In this one, we were standing talking when she showed me a symbol. Just showed me it shimmering there in the air. She looked at the symbol, then looked me dead in the face and said, This means patience and faith. That is your biggest lesson in this life. It's important that you learn it and it's important that you remember that. Take this symbol and get it tattooed on the back of your neck so that it follows you around every day and you can never forget patience and faith. Now I cannot claim to have a photographic memory and I'm not very good at drawing. So the first thing I did when I woke up was head online and Google symbol patience and faith. One of the first things that popped up was a Japanese kanji symbol which translated meant to wait with certainty and allow your faith to carry you along. I recognised it immediately. It was exactly the symbol for my dream and so of course I saved it to my desktop and printed a copy off. Popping it in my purse and carrying it round with me, as I do with all of my tattoo ideas for quite some time before I decide to commit to them. As an aside, the one person who was not committed to this idea was my mum. My mum has never liked me getting tattoos and still despairs every time I head to a tattooist. So the idea that her mum, a woman who hadn't even had her ears pierced, had suggested I get a tattoo on the back of my neck did not float with her. But I digress. So I carried this symbol around, not entirely sure whether I wanted to have it tattooed. After all, it was a language that I didn't speak and one that wasn't in any way natural to me. Was it disrespectful to have it tattooed on my body? And equally... Although we all love a bit of Google, could I be certain that it really meant what it said it did? A few years down the line, I happened to meet a number of Japanese women. And when the subject of language came up in conversation, asked them if they would be willing to help translate a symbol for me. 
They very kindly agreed, and so I showed them the now very old and very creased printout that I was still carrying in my purse. They confirmed. It means to wait patiently and be carried along by your faith. Close enough for me. It still took me a few years, but eventually I did go and get it tattooed. Not quite on the back of my neck, but somewhere halfway down my back. Somewhere that I see regularly in the mirror. And somewhere that I'm always drawn to touch or scratch whenever anybody mentions the words patience, faith or surrender. And yet, even having it follow me around to remind me that that's my most important lesson in this lifetime, it didn't exactly do a whole lot of good with that idea of surrender initially. Because, honestly, in this society, in this day and age, it's bloody hard. And from the off, it doesn't necessarily seem like a particularly endearing concept. After all, if we look at the Oxford English Dictionary, my faithful old friend, the definition of surrender is 1. Stop resisting to an enemy or opponent and submit to their authority. Or 2. To give up or hand over a person, right or possession, typically on compulsion or demand. Wow, that sounds wonderful, doesn't it? It sounds just great. And so I kind of forgive myself for not necessarily wanting to just surrender initially. And yet, that idea of surrender is not about anything quite so authoritative or disempowering as the dictionary would have you think. Actually, it means just stepping back sometimes and recognising that not only do you not have all of the answers, but you don't need to. Surrender doesn't necessarily mean complete release, throwing caution to the wind and giving everything up. Any more than it means saying, no, no, none of this is my responsibility. To me, honestly, that has been the biggest challenge in surrender. Although I totally understand that the need to be in control every minute of every day or the desire to live life according to an incredibly strict and inflexible plan is one of the least freeing and most painful things we can ever do to ourselves. I also recognise that I have to take some responsibility if I want to move myself and my life forward. Not to mention the fact that sometimes it's important to make plans, to have goals, to have timescales, especially with the people that we care about. And honestly, thinking that it had to be so black and white as one or the other was probably my biggest issue with the idea of surrender for the longest time. But, well, you know what I'm going to say, this divine feminist lock is all about balance. And I honestly believe that this balance between control and release, just like the balance between surrender and responsibility, It's an important one. It's something that can help us all. Something that a whole society can benefit from. And something that, once we get it right for us, can bring about some really beautiful changes. Not to mention a wonderful, peaceful feeling. After all, the truth is that we can never be fully in control. As I wrote in a blog post recently, change is the only certainty in life. And if you can guarantee one thing, it's that a lot of that change will be unexpected. And life is almost always guaranteed, and at least some of it will throw us off our planned course one way or another. So if we want to live life in any sort of comfort, we have to recognise that lack of control. We have to learn to surrender a little bit, otherwise we'll drive ourselves mad. But that's not to say that we can take our foot off the gas altogether. As much as we have to put our own needs and boundaries first, it's important that we also take responsibility for what we put out there into the world, and for the ways in which we treat other people. Not to mention the fact that we must try and find a balance between keeping our promises and driving ever forward towards the goals that we're striving for and going with the flow of what feels right and necessary to us in any given moment. 
but how? How do we find that balance in a world that will constantly tell us what we should be doing and with an ego that will permanently either try to force us into a place of submission to rules and plans or will leave us desperate to sack it all off and do what we want to do in every single moment of every single day? Honestly, I'm not sure I'm the best person to answer that question. After all, I'm still definitely a work in progress when it comes to surrender. Although, maybe we all are. Maybe we all always are. Unless we get the Buddha himself to sit down and talk us through the eightfold path and his own personal journey, then maybe we'll never know. Although I guess that's part of what makes this personal. The fact that there is no universal step-by-step guide. Because that journey from control to surrender, that fine balance between surrender and responsibility, it's one that's so individual and one that we each need to work out for ourselves. But as I see it, every little step we take on that path Even if it's just trying to figure out which direction the path goes, it's a positive. Because as with everything, the very first step is always in reconnecting back into ourselves and finding out what's really right for us and where we can start to relinquish control. Now, I know, sometimes the answer to the second part of that sentence is I can't. I can't relinquish control. Do you know how many people are relying on me? What would happen if I just stopped and surrendered? But as with all of these things, that answer, that response... It's usually a good tip to just ask that question all over again. After all, although I know freedom of any sort is a privilege, and total freedom of time, of energy, of money, any of those things, and so many more, is not something that all of us have available to us. But for the main, how much are any of us genuinely beholden to every single one of our circumstances? Or how much of those circumstances become such a bone-deep habit that it barely seems possible to make a change? Yet making a change is important because it's important that we can take the pressure off ourselves even just a little bit to start with. Sometimes that's about learning to give ourselves some time. An afternoon of rest, a day without plans, even just 10 minutes here and there where we've got nowhere to be and nothing to do. Or where we can hide away from the world and just concentrate on ourselves. And that sounds super simple but if you have lots of people relying on you it can be hard even to snatch 5 minutes. And hey, even if life is pretty free like mine is, it can still be a lot tougher than you'd think to just relax and stop. I vividly remember one of the first times I decided that I was just going to go with the flow. It couldn't be that hard after all, I'd just do it. And so I took myself off for a few hours into Newcastle, my local city centre. I love nothing more than pottering round a town, doing whatever it is that I want to do. And so I decided, what's the big deal? I'll pot around some shops, maybe go to a museum, maybe take myself off for lunch. Within 10 minutes of being there, I had a list of the shops that I was determined to go to and a list of things that I was going to look for within those shops. Within half an hour, I'd already started to decide that I wasn't making quite as quick progress through the shops as I thought I would and maybe I wouldn't get to them all in time before I needed to leave. Within an hour, I'd realised that lunch just wasn't on the cards because there wasn't time for that. But if I was really careful, I could go to my favourite restaurant, get takeaway and take it home for dinner. Then I started thinking about, but would I be home in time for dinner? What if I took that takeaway food home and it got cold before dinner time? Could I heat it up? How would I heat it up? Would Callie need to go for a walk? Would I be able to eat dinner before Callie went for a walk? No, I wouldn't to eat it afterwards. What would I do while I was eating dinner? Could I watch a movie? What movie would I watch? Oh my goodness. Go with the flow? Uh, what? Apparently, I'd become so conditioned with being in control that I could do nothing but make a plan, even about how I was going to spend my chilled out relaxation days. 
on that particular day, I kind of gave that surrender up as a bad job. But I'm so pleased to say that in the time since, I've gotten a little bit better at it. Now, if I'm done somewhere earlier than expected, or arrive somewhere slightly before I need to be there, I think nothing of just sitting in the car and just chilling out, doing whatever I need to do in that moment. If I find myself unexpectedly somewhere new, with nothing particularly exciting to do, well then absolutely, I'll just do whatever calls to me first. I'm getting much better at it. Although in honesty, the idea of a free date, still working up to that one has not been in any way planned. Although, the thing is with those plans, as we've said before, they don't always go the way we want them to. And sometimes surrender means remembering to breathe when that happens. Again, that won't always be easy. I have experienced just enough panic attacks to know that there are times when just breathe isn't as simple as it sounds, but it's important. It's important that we remind ourselves to breathe when we can. And hopefully in doing that, we don't get to the point that breathing becomes more of a stress than a natural process. As a therapist, I know that the need for control can be pretty deep-rooted. And it can be rooted in a million things and a million very personal reasons. All of which are based around our unconscious mind's drive to keep us safe. After all, when we live in a challenging, changing world, sometimes control is the only thing we have to help us feel secure. We can't just suddenly switch that off. What we can do is figure out where that need for control comes from in us and then work through it bit by bit, slowly, slowly, until we can reassure ourselves that we are safe and help our unconscious minds feel the same so that gradually, bit by bit, those patterns change. There are stacks of different ways to do that, but for me, talking therapy is absolutely one of the most important ones. I don't say that as a plug for my own work. You should definitely be going out there and finding the therapist that feels right for you. But that said, of course, if you are looking for something a little bit different, then by all means go to my website and check out Soul Led Therapy. I'd love to. I'm always on hand to support and hold space for anyone who needs help with this. For me though, one of the biggest tools I've found in this journey towards surrender has been meditation. It's been a hugely positive step for me personally, and one that I know has helped so many of the people that I know and work with. And I say that not because meditation fixes all of those issues, not because it suddenly enables us to surrender completely, but... Because when our minds start to go into overdrive, the practice of meditation makes it so much easier for us to quieten them down just a little and let ourselves fall much more easily into a place of surrender. Not that that place is always easy either. After all, often being surrendered means giving ourselves over to the bigger picture and recognising that there's a lot that we don't actually know. Reminding ourselves that the idea we ever really did know everything was just a lie. So what's the alternative? Well... I guess it goes back to that tattoo in the middle of my back and to the whole idea of waiting with certainty and allowing your faith to carry you along. But I get that even that sentence can be a bit problematic. After all, that word faith, faith in what? Now here's where I promise you that although this podcast is called The Divine Feminist and although at some points in this journey we will absolutely and definitely talk about different beliefs, I'm not here to tell you what you must have faith in. Well, other than to encourage you to have faith in yourself. Because whether your faith is in you, in a higher being, in the universe, in a bigger picture, in a plan that you set out for yourself, in the stars, in the people around you, or in something else entirely, honestly, doesn't really matter. In this context, that faith, it's just about you believing that it will all work out as it's meant to. That's not to say that the process of that happening will necessarily be happy, happy, fun, fun all along the way, but it does mean that you recognise that whatever's going on will teach you what you need to know. You'll get through it. 
You'll experience important things and you'll grow towards the place that you're meant to be. You'll grow towards the goals that you're trying to achieve and you'll grow towards something that will feel like fulfillment. It's about holding the belief that that is possible. The certainty, well that goes back to the faith too, but it's also about certainty in your own self. Trusting yourself enough to pay attention on the days that you really do need to cancel plans because you need some alone time. But equally, knowing that there are some days when you might want to cancel the plans because you're scared, but to quote Glennon Doyle, you can do the hard things too. It's about trusting that the right people in your lives will understand if you need to change plans. But equally about trusting that those who don't understand, maybe they weren't meant to be in your life in the first place. And it's about trusting that when you really need to be in control, you can be and you will be. But the rest of the time, it's okay to just let go. It's okay to take your hands off the wheel and let someone else steer you along the way you're meant to be and get you there at the perfect time. Because time, that's the other bit. The waiting. Knowing that not all of this will happen on your own timescale. In fact, spoiler alert, lots of this won't happen on your timescale. And what's more, that's probably for the best. So often when we force things to happen in a certain way, they happen wrongly. They don't turn out as well as they could have if only we'd just waited. Because patience, as they say, is a virtue. And patience and surrender, they're pretty well linked. Because patience is about sitting back and allowing time to pass without clock watching, desperately trying to force things, or being certain that you know best when something should happen. Worse still, following that damn time plan that society seems to tell us is right for each and every one of us. Believe me. For every time in the past that I've missed out on a job or heard news of yet another engagement and kind of wished it was me settling down, I'm so incredibly grateful now that life took me on a different path, the right path that brought me to here, and definitely that I didn't end up with any of those exes who were totally wrong for me. Like I say though, I'm not exactly the perfect example on any of this. Are any of us? We are all only human after all and we're only ever making progress towards that enlightenment, that place of surrender, that perfect fulfilment. But I have definitely made progress on this one over the past few years. I've started to understand what the perfect balance of surrender for me looks like at this point in time and I've started to take some serious steps towards that. For me, that means setting goals. It means making plans but making sure that those plans are actually achievable Usually that means my to-do list has to be about half the length it once was. Because once upon a time, to-do lists were absolutely not my friend. They were a stick to beat myself with, rather than a framework to flow in. It means remembering that on the days where I really can't face peopling, it's okay to say no. It means not panicking when I don't have as many clients as I'd like in a week. It means recognising that not planning meals doesn't mean I'll eat nothing but chocolate for 24 hours, but that even if that happens sometimes, it's okay to let my emotions take control of what I'm feeding myself, rather than give myself exactly what I know my body needs and wants. It means remembering that just because I don't have the babies I've always longed for yet, doesn't mean I never will. It means reminding myself not to get despondent because the book I finished last year hasn't been published yet. It will be, if and when the time is right, and after all, this podcast might never have taken shape in quite the same way if the book of the same name had come out into the world first. It means stopping when I need to stop, to put my hand on my heart and ask what I need in that very moment. It means sitting down to journal, every night, or every night that feels right, and writing, what do I need to know from today at the top of the page, then focusing on that rather than on the -the in-the-moment stresses and distractions that might otherwise have stayed with me from the 24 hours just gone. 
It means recording a podcast three blooming times if I have to on a spur of the moment topic and trusting that's the right one, even if it's nowhere near what I expected initially. And it means knowing that if I wait with certainty, my faith will carry me along to exactly where I'm supposed to be. But that's just for me. Surrender is a different journey and a different struggle based on different parameters and different experiences for every single one of us. And so I end this week's podcast not with a finger wave and a demand that you go be more surrendered. That is absolutely your decision to make. But an encouragement to think about that balance of control and release in your life. To think about that balance of responsibility and handing everything over to whoever or whatever you have faith in. Just for today, I encourage you to take your foot off the pedal. Sit back from that journey that you've planned every single inch of. And instead, allow life to take you on a magical mystery tour. Because who knows, sometimes those unexpected trips are so much better than anything we could ever have planned. Thank you so much for listening to The Divine Feminist. If you'd like to know more about today's episode, check out the show notes below. If you want to know more in general, head over to Instagram where it's at divine.feminist or to my website, kerinroundtree.com slash divinefeminist. I'll be back again with another episode in two weeks. But until then, I'd love to hear from you. So please get in touch if you have any questions, feedback or suggestions of what you'd like to hear. If you don't want to miss out on future episodes, be sure to subscribe in your favourite podcast store. And hey, if you feel so cold, maybe give us a rate in there too. Ideally five stars. Until next time though, thank you.